Welcome all. Thank you for tuning in to the Bad Hombres FC podcast, where we focus all things pro soccer in the DMV and across the United States. This is Jose Almanya, sports writer for Sports Post and other outlets, including WTOP. And joining me, as always, Mario Amaya from Tiempo Latino. Mario, how are you doing? I am doing all right. You know, I thought I was going to enjoy a weekend off, but, you know, here we are. Yes, I think we were one of the few podcasts, and we probably are currently, one of the few podcasts that elected in the D.C. area to have this quick. We were originally going to do a compilation of interviews that we had with the All-Star Game, which will come up later in the episode. But D.C. United decided to drop two uh, bombs late Friday night. We'll go in chronological order just because of the sequence of events. First off, D.C. United fired head athletic trainer Reed Whitney on Friday night after the team said he made a discriminatory hand gesture in a photo that was posted on social media a day earlier. According to the statement, and this is D.C. United's statement, is read out loud, quote, D.C. United has terminated the employment of the club's athletic director trainer effective immediately. This termination is the result of an internal review following the discovery of a dis- discriminatory hand gesture made by the individual that surfaced in a photograph published across social media platforms on July 20th, 2023. There is no place for racism, homophobia, misogyny, discrimination of any kind in our sport and world, and DC United does not tolerate these acts of, these na- of this nature. Now, for those who haven't seen it, D- DC United's trainers, coaches, and staff took a photo right outside the Washington Monument following uh, the All-Stars training at the National Mall uh, as part of All-Star Week. And Whitney is seen doing, and thank you to my colleagues over at WTOP, quote, an index finger and thumb together with three fingers outstretched, unquote, It is normally associated as an okay symbol. However, in recent times, due to the polarization of this country, it has been co-opted to represent a white supremacy symbol. I feel like I don't need to say this as much, but if DC United in their quick internal investigation revealed that is what this gesture is, it's a strong yet valid and perfect statement to do it it was quick it was swift it first came out on social media that he did this symbol and then within 10 hours of the of someone finding out on social media he was let go by the team i think it was if 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 this was his actions then it's then it's the most valid and okay thing to do in my part. Uh, yes, he had been with the club for two years. He's been a trainer in MLS with Chicago and Montreal in the past. But if this was the intent of his actions and DC United discovered that, then they are within their right to uh, fire Whitney immediately as they did. Uh, Mario, what are your thoughts on this first of two situations that we will be dealing with in this podcast that we didn't expect to record? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't think there's much of a of a reaction of you flash a symbol of something that's like I'm having a hard time describing it, but a symbol that you're not supposed to flash because of what it symbolizes in recent times. You weren't supposed to do that, and then you flash it on 4K on DC United social media for the whole world to see. Why, right in front of the National Ball. Yeah, I, I see that the firing is totally justified. There, There is no place for that. And, you know, DC United, I think, handled it well. And this is because, and a lot of it has to do with the Twitter firestorm that came with it. Because, again, you don't do that kind of a thing and you don't do it so blatantly where DC United's or a club. DC United or whoever is going to use it while to post to post it on their so- on their social media page and at all places the national mall really my guy come on man and I've already seen people going but well, we don't know their intent blah 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 regardless of what you think their intent is it's the messaging that goes across and 
just based on the fact that this is not the first time, obviously, with this club where there have been actions that's considered racist. Again, we have another situation coming up shortly. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but you should know your environment. You, it, as, as, as dumb as it sounds, this is the nation's capital. You, people are going to look at what you do and interpret a statement of belief of what you did without knowing context. Maybe it's a joke, blah, 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 blah. but that symbol, it is considered a hateful symbol. It has been out there publicly. Um, Anti-discrimination groups have already labeled it as a discriminatory symbol to do it. And like you said, not just on the National Mall, but in an official photo that the club and the league took photos of at the National Mall as part of their celebration of All-Star Week, you have to be moronic. I'm sorry. I don't, you're not supposed to say a person's a moron. You're supposed to say their actions are moronic. And in this case, that's what this is. These are dumb actions to do in a climate where everything's politicized. Everyone has their own belief on something. You can't do that. And if United was so swift, it means to me without them even having to say anything else, that this is not the first conversation that was had. And I don't want to put that on the clubs. You know, they haven't said that. They they addressed it quickly. But during my line of work and seeing how offices do things, they let you go that fast because it's not the first time. And so... And, and also, was, let's, not, let's not forget, this photo was taken feet away from the U.S. Capitol. A place where something happened. I don't have to repeat the date. You know what I'm talking about here. You know what date I'm talking about, you know. But at the same time, it's just like, why would you do that? I'll say it. You're you're talking about January 6th. And the, yes. uh, what people try to do as a possible insurrection towards uh, an election because of their own beliefs, not believing the credible facts of what happened in the election. And so they caused a, a, a riot, more or less, in our nation's capital, in the Capitol building. And that was run off of false information, false flag, anti-discriminatory rhetoric. And it has no place in this country, a country that symbolizes freedom of speech. Now, I saw that, too. Comments on social media going, but it's just freedom of speech. Have you ever taken an official photo somewhere? Have you ever taken a – your bosses don't tell you it's okay for you to flash the middle finger on the company photo. Your bosses don't tell you it's okay for you to say the peace sign when you're going out there with the new company photo or the new company whatever. It's it's just dumb behavior. It's dumb behavior of the – it shouldn't be allowed. Like if I put up the middle finger, I'd be just as Justifiably fired. Ooh, I have a different definition of what the middle finger stands for. Well, tough, sh like literally tough s. Like you, you went out there and you did something, knowing the climate, knowing where you're at. You deserve what came to you in that decision making process. Like at the end of the right. day, right? I think it's just dumb. Like why, why would you do that in the first place? And also, if you want me to dumb down January six, it was just people protesting math. In a much more violent way, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the decision making of this gentleman was in doing that. But you play dumb games, you win dumb prizes. Congratulations! There you go. There you go. That that's the best way to end this. It's just if you if you do dumb things, you're gonna get interesting results. You're not, you know, that's that's the basics of it. Um, about. Three hours, right before midnight at about 11 o'clock, DC United dropped this. Man, this is an old school Friday news dump. Right before midnight, they dropped the following. And this is the second, funny enough, the second discriminatory slash racism thing that happened. And that is DC United announcing that both Taxi Futas and Nigel Roberta has been placed on administrative leave while the while Major League Soccer investigates the possible violations of league policy. Quote, DC United has promptly reported the matter to the league office, at which point MLS begins to, began to gather all information. The, player will be the players will be unavailable for team activities pending 
uh, during dependency of that review, placement of paid administrative leave is not a disciplinary measure, unquote. Now, right after that dropped, and we can say that DC United has yet to comment to any outlet on the what is the policy that was broken. However, sources have told The Athletic that the possible violation uh, <laughs> has to do with an incident that happened between Funtas allegedly using a racial slur towards Roberta at a recent training session. Then Roberta physically assaulted Funtas after hearing the slur. However, then we got even more messiness from Australia and New Zealand as Steve Goff from the Washington Post, um, along with his colleague Bailey Johnson, reported on Saturday afternoon that, according to two people that they spoke to on the conditions of anonymity, said Funtas became angry at Roberta's report performance during the second half of United's 4-1-L against the New England Revolution at Gillette Stadium. The two exchanged words on the field before the issue escalated in the locker room. Quote, one person said Roberta struck Funtas with a foam roller, which is used for flexibility purposes. Funtas then berated his teammate with expletives, two people say. Roberta, who is black, accused Funtas, who is white, of using a racial slur, two people said. The Athletic was the first to report the confrontation, as we stated earlier. The, just a reminder for those who need the reminder, this is not the first time Taxi has faced such an investigation. In September of last year, Funtas allegedly used a racial slur in a game against Inter-Miami. It was investigated where MLS ruled that the allegation was credible but could not independently verify the charge, resulting in Funtas not facing in any additional disciplinary charges. It's good to note that with three matches remaining, Funtas was benched for the rest of the season following this incident. MLS gave DC United credit as, like, you know, a bit of a punishment, if you will, um, for Funtas's alleged behavior um does decline the allegation uh and it was the final two matches that he missed um after giving quote time off um he is currently the second leading goal scorer for the team with six goals mario roberta is coming back from injury seven appearances three starts he has one goal people are looking at this like the this glory. is the second time they accused Taxi of, some, yes. of doing something allegedly racist. What yes. are you know what? You have two allegations, and again, you kind of have to go at this point. And also, interesting use of a foam roller outside of working on your posture. You can also use it to deck someone for saying something out of out of line to you. Fantastic use by the, by Nigel Rebirth of a foam roller, allegedly. But, you know, this is the second time. <laughs> not once, not twice. I don't even think you need a three-strikeout system for this. You just, yeah, no. Like, that's one. That's two allegations too many. Yeah. I have nothing to add to what you said. I mean, I mean, it's just... Yeah, <laughs> two allegations, I, too many. Like, no. He has to go. I did think MLS bought DC United and out last year when they said they couldn't independently prove it. Um, we knew last year that they couldn't prove it. And the disappointing thing for me is... And look, I know fans and listeners of our show is going to hate this, but I'm going to say it because I want us to self-reflect. I want us to use this as an opportunity to self-reflect. When that happened, there was not a groundswell of people saying, well, regardless of what the investigation finds, DC United needs to let him go. Instead, it was, well, we still believe the allegation. Okay. That was the reaction by the fan base. No one was here pressing to push DC United to let Taxi go. And I, for one, am proud now that 
I am now seeing that push. We have two supporter groups now who have already come out and said Taxi has to go. We have our colleagues over at the RFK Refugee Podcast saying he has to go. And so this was the pressure that should have been instituted back in Back when the January. first incident happened. When the first, well, when the investigation came out, it should have been he has to go regardless. Right. We saw with the Galaxy fans. They said, we're going to keep this up until Chris Klein has to go. And then they kept up. They kept going. There were some people who did go in the stadium, but they kept up that pressure. You know what I heard at DC United venues when Taxi was playing this season? Cheers. Every time his name was announced, cheers. So, yeah, I always side with the fan. I always side with the player. But in this case, the fans, this is a self-reflection opportunity. You had the power. When that investigation came out, you had the power to speak with your dollar. You had the power to speak with your voice. You had the power. And you chose to continue cheering this man. Even though you believe the original allegation. Now you're coming out full force telling the club he has to go. If that is the case, then I want no... I want every time... because. You know it's not going to happen overnight that they're going to let him go unless they use the only buyout they have. And it looks like they, they're still saving that for the magical run that is our Jamaican fella that never leaves. But <laughs> use him at this point. You're about to be down several players. So, yeah, got to use it. You got to use it. Or if you don't sell, if you can't sell them, you can't trade them, use the buyout. It's going to hurt. Wayne's going to be upset. But at this point, Wayne was the first one that did actions. How is it that Wayne was the first one when that happened, said, we got to sell him out? He's the only one. And and not for nothing, he hasn't even earned my personal grace with his actions at All-Star, which we'll talk in a few. So it is without question, everyone fell the ball here. DC United failed in not letting Taxi go from the jump. The coaching staff failed. We're not just the trainer, but keep allowing the organization to say what Taxi did was okay, we're going to keep him, this, that, and the third. And the fans failed because they had the power to continue this pressure campaign to force him to go. It happened again. And and not for nothing, I've seen a lot of whack crap in this world. I am a wrestling fan, for those who don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Taxi stays and Roberta goes. But you fans have the power. You have the power of the money. You have the power of the dollar. You have the power to speak with your voice, your social media activism, and what you do at the stadium. If he's still on the roster Saturday night against Pumas and you cheer his name when it goes over the intercom, if he plays, he is being, he's on paid administrative leave. But if he comes back, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I don't know what to say. So keep up the pressure. Shout out to our colleagues at the RFK Refugees. Shout out to all those supporters, uh, supporter groups that have already called on for, for Taxi to be let go. But don't stop. Don't stop. If MLS clears them for that game against Pumas or any game in the future, and this club hasn't sold him or this club has not let him go in any way, shape, or fashion, and he gets on the field, you better pressure Wayne. You have to pressure Dave Casper. Let your dollars, let your voices speak. Don't let them get away with this again. I agree 100%. And also definitely shout out to the RFK, RFK Refugees podcast and for the supporter groups for taking a stand. I think, yeah, you got to pressure him. You definitely got to pressure him. If he plays on Saturday, voice your discomfort. Let it know that he is not welcome. And you know the funny thing is? The first incident was against an opposing member. And again, I am not discrediting what they said. I believe he said something. They just didn't, MLS, in that investigation, MLS couldn't find anything concrete at that point. This time it's a teammate. I don't know about you, but if a teammate is accusing you of doing, of saying something fucked up, and pardon my French there, that involves a racial connotation? No, nah, you have to go. And honestly, Nigel Roberta, if the reports are true, and I'm going to throw an allegedly out there, 
He is allegedly justified for allegedly taking a swing at taxi. It, it, it's it, it's kind of baffling to me that that we that yeah you know they cheered this man in the stands and let him cook for about what is it seven months? Yeah. With with the last accusation, this time around it's a lot more different because it's with a teammate. A teammate took a swing at you, allegedly. Because of what you said. Because of what you said? Because of what you said. Yeah. Yeah. No, man, you got to go. You got to go. And again, if he's still there for the Pumas game, I'm going to look at this club and go like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like you're gonna have, you're gonna have to do something. I, I don't think you can let them slide with this. If he stays, you can't let him cook. Like this okay. isn't a situation where you're like, oh, we could kind of swipe this. Up. No, you can't. It's the second time. Well, also, second- we have to figure out. Also, if this was if this was done in the locker room, there's gonna be several witnesses. So MLS is gonna be doing a lot of investigating on this. I don't expect them to have something done by the Pumas game. I'm just saying if I'm DC United, let's just get rid of the headache right now. Tell them unless you can keep doing your investigation, but we're going to let them go. Like, honestly. So they did that way when the investigation comes out and this is a true allegation, no other MLS club touches him. Because- I don't think any other MLS club wants to touch him now because of the first, because of the first incident. What makes you think they're going to want to touch him this time around with a second racism allegation? Because I'm a cynic, and I believe that anybody will do anything that they will do, they can do so they can win a, chi- a title. And I can see multiple clubs that believe they're one all-star away from getting that supposed title, and that they would, they would, do, they would do a quick trade to have five months of back taxi funtas on their roster. However, if... You let him go before this investigation ends, or you say to MLS, finish your investigation, but can we legally do this? And they give you the okay, and you let him go. And then MLS releases their investigation and it proves that that's a fact. MLS is going to have their own punishment as well. And if you're an MLS club, you're going to have to weigh that your, that part of the options. And you have to weigh out the optics. If you're an MLS club and you're like, DC and I let him go, and he's been punished by MLS. He can probably only play four games this season. Or he's done for this season. I can only get him next year for partial. It's not worth it. It's not worth the headache, the PR time, the the, the questions from the press. It's not worth it. It's just not. And he, again, it's two allegations. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, I can't get fooled again, can I? Yes, you can, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, you can. I know I, I know Inter Miami ain't gonna be touching taxi no time soon or ever. So you know that ain't happening. If you if you're one of those cynics that's like, you could go to Inter Miami. Nope, not happening. He, the first thing that'd be waiting for him if he goes to Inter Miami is a nice welcome from DeAndre Yadlin. Exactly, exactly. But no, it, it, you can't continue with this. You're gonna have to let him go. Like that's the second allegation. And there was physical violence, allegedly, in this second allegation. Like, no, it can't happen. My only question is, if there is such an investigation and this happened in New England, was Christian Benteke going like, we're just going to let you cook with this one, Nigel? He's Belgian. <laughs> As Christian told us at the All Star game, he's Belgium. So, <laughs> like, he's, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, 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 yeah. You can't justify the unjustifiable on this one. And what Taxi's done with this second allegation is really unjustifiable. I agree. And yes, we don't sound like the intelligent, persuasive people here because we're one, we don't do think pieces on this piece on this podcast, one. And two, I feel like this is this is simple. 
Like, this is a simple decision making no process. Need for a thick, <laughs> no, there's no, no need for a thick piece of intelligence here. It's clear. It's clear. It's clear as day. It's cutthroat. No, homeboy gotta go. And I came up with this. Yo, Greek, com- Greek guy came up with a racial slur. You gotta hit him with a blur. So, bam, there, there you are. <laughs> All I want to say is to the fans that are all the sports people in the D.C. area say, with the commanders changing ownership, does D.C. United become the new dysfunctional franchise in the D.C. area? I mean, the Nationals, the Nationals right now look terrible, but that's more of a player selection and GM deciding he's better than everybody else selection. Sounds familiar. In our case, I do think... This makes everybody look bad in terms of the organization itself. We know good people that work at that organization and different departments. They do not deserve the stain that comes with that, that we know that the commanders had. Whereas the commanders was an all-around, unencompassing effort of failure. And it was an effort of all departments. There are people who work at the stadium, that work at the club shop, that work at the communications, guest services, security, food, that are beautiful, wonderful, talented people. And it's not fair that these two incidents are creating a stain and making it harder for them to do their job. Like that's, if I'm in charge of a club, if I'm an owner of a club, that's where I have to look at this and say, does the justify, is it worth it? Is this worth it? And for me keeping, they were quick and precise with this, with the trainer, but they, Whatever MLS is saying, they have to wait for the investigation. Whatever. Regardless of results, they have to let them go. Regardless of results, they got to let them go. Yeah, all, 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 all signs point to that. You got to let them go. Like there, there is no other way of putting it. And again, you did that to a teammate, dog. You did it to a teammate. Exactly. So, again, we'll go back to the original purpose of this podcast. Since we're in travesties, I'll quickly acknowledge, because I know Spirit fans don't want to talk about this. Six nothing. That <laughs> was a beatdown. I know, Mario, you weren't available for this game, but I have to say, six goals in less than 25 minutes of action in the second half was probably one of the worst ways I could spend a Saturday night. I was, it was just the first half was a it was it was what I expected. The first half was what I expected for those who are new to the circus. The NWSL for some god awful reason likes to play during a World Cup. It is dumb. Because here's what ends up happening. You get so many of these replacement players that won't be on the roster next week. You get so many of these younger players that aren't proven yet. And then you get the players that are proven but aren't, you know, they're not national teamers. And then you have the other squad that is is on the up. They're young. They're healthy. They're finally getting into a groove. Maybe one or two of their best players were picked up on national teams. But you're not expecting this to be the Premier League in the United States. The first half was nothing else to say. It was a chess match. The second half, I don't know what we did to deserve that 6-0 drubbing. But um, as soon as the first goal went in, I said, this is not going to look good. At all. North Carolina came out and beat the beats out of the spirit. There's nothing else to say. I don't think you have anything to say because you've been reading it up on it. You haven't been available to watch the game. All I'm going to say is, thank goodness they're signing some defenders. Because at some point, how you not make a sub to add a, def- a center back to stop the flow of goals was beyond me. The only... <laughs> <laughs> like the only player that really played well was Jordana until the fourth goal. And then she had a turnover and then it was a wrap. Like everybody capitulated in the final 30 minutes. I just had to get that off my chest to explain why we're not talking about it. One, because it was a beat them down. Two, 
I'm not about kicking someone on the ground unless they're DC United because hello. And three, <laughs> and three, Mario didn't watch. But from what you've read, Mario, what are your quick thoughts on this period? It was a beatdown. I ain't nothing else to put it out. You want to think me on that? It was a beatdown. They they got beats by Dre. It was a beatdown. Point and plain and simple. They beat them down. There you go. I, I feel like that's enough for us to talk on that. Um, they are competing in the Challenge Cup. They play on Sat, uh, not Saturday. They play coming up uh, on Friday night against Gotham FC. It will be the last appearance for uh, Allie Krieger as a professional in Washington, D.C., bearing the playoffs. But it'll be her last regular season appearance, her playing in her home uh, region here in the DMV. So for those who want a reason to go check out, again, these glorified tournament games, <laughs> there's your reason right there. I am helping the spirit out that way and trying to sell tickets. Go check out Ali Krieger. Here's her final a regular season appearance as a professional, her final Challenge Cup appearance as a professional as she takes on the Washington Spirit Friday night. But – to end the podcast, we're gonna put some happy in your in your life. Uh, me and Mario attended what the whole soccer world was watching this past week, and that was the All Star festivities here in the DC area as the MLS All Stars took on English Premier League side Arsenal at Audi Field. Um, the Gunners scored three times in the second half to earn a five zero victory. Uh, new attendance record twenty thousand six hundred twenty one spectators at Audi Field for the match. And then earlier on Tuesday, the same Arsenal side beat the All-Stars 6-5 to five in the Skills Challenge. No thanks uh, to Kai Havertz. Uh, Kai Havertz didn't do anything. It was really Austin Trusty in that 40-yard chip during the crossbar challenge that did all the work. Um, multiple events. Mark, we're going to just quickly just talk about what we went through, uh, give our just – opinions because we were everywhere we went to the white house mario went to the mls next all-star game um and the concerts and and we went to skills and we went to the game itself there was a lot going on mario what are you going to remember and did you actually enjoy yourself i'm seeing mixed reaction mainly because of the beatdown that was on wednesday night but what are your thoughts on how all-star week went Oh, it was a blast. I loved it. It was my first my first all-star experience as an adult, weirdly enough. And it was great. I think the just everything leading to the game was awesome. Uh I personally one of my favorite memories will be going to the White House. The first time I ever went to the White House. You know, uh I got to see Bernie Sanders rant and do his thing for 10 minutes at the West Wing. It was great. Uh, outside of that, I think everything itself was really cool. I think the national mall practice was really unique because one of the th- one of those things you don't really get to see. Who who gets to talk to talk about like I got to see MLS All Stars practice on the national mall? Like that that's not that's something that's unheard of. So like I think at the the experience was unique. Uh. The MLS Next game was really good. I got to talk to Steven Jimenez, a uh, player for the FC Cincinnati Academy, local kid from East Riverdale. He, It was really nice to talk to him and just get to see what those kids are experiencing. But I think the experience itself was awesome. That's what I really loved about it. Also, getting to meet other MLS reporters from around the country was really awesome. So I think that... That that's probably the one takeaway I have was just the experience itself. Yeah, um, this is my second All Star game. My f- outside of 2004, I attended that as a fan. So technically, this is my third All Star game. My first as a reporter. Um, like you said, being at the White House is probably something that will never ever for those who've never even gone as a as just like a regular citizen. Write your senator, write your congressperson. It takes you probably 10 or 20 minutes. Yes, we procrastinate, but take a second to not procrastinate and and go 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 to that. Like it's really, really awesome 
to go to the White House. And even, you know, we were just in the mall, you know, we were in the front lawn, the south lawn, and to have the, the fact that you're standing there and you're going, am I really watching a soccer clinic of 75 kids at the White House? It's pretty cool. So if even if you're not going for soccer purposes, just go as a citizen of the United States, as a, as a resident of the United States, go ahead. It's a part of history and you have access to it all. All you have to do is write a congresswoman, your congress representative, write them 20, 20 minutes of your time. Write a letter saying you want to do that. In terms of All-Star, I mean, thank you to the, all the MLS All-Stars that we talked to. They were very easily accessible. They were great. Um, this is what I love about All-Star. The coming together of players and coming together of all of them to come together and talk to us and as well as be available for fans the all-star i thought that the skills competition was great outside of the my technical difficulties as a work perspective i thought it was fun just to be there to watch that live the crossbar challenge right there on the field level is insane like you're just you think every kick is going to hit the crossbar you really do think every you're on kick, the edge of your seat literally on the field when right. you're watching it that's the fun part about the crossbar challenge field level all right with goalie wars um <laughs> i i thought that was cool i am with um one of our social media colleague uh cheyenne um who's been begging for this the return of goalie wars we got it and not for nothing each round was interesting the reason this went longer than it needed to be was because the goalie wars just went so long these guys were going they were going hard in the paint making these launches throwing at each other just it was incredible theater at times. It is at times better than the challenges themselves. The Arsenal players, I feel like I'm going to say this as a media member. The, the, the I see the Premier League fan in me as well as others attacking me for it, but I'll say it. These guys don't care. They are here to just, you know, get preseason started for um, – for their for their for the Premier League, they're they're in preseason. They don't care. They they took it very seriously. However, they took it more seriously than I believe they would take. <laughs> they they were here to murder the MLS All Stars. They were here to destroy the MLS All Stars. Sure, Mark Odengard put a forty yard pass to Gabriel Martinelli <laughs> in the eighty third minute. Yeah, you knew they were taking it seriously. <laughs> well, not even just that. Like Gabriel Jesus, everybody keeps thinking he didn't mean to take it. If you don't pay attention, go find the video from the referee cam. Oh, he meant that. He meant that shot. Like he meant that. A, all points to take that shot. He was like, no, I'm going to see a disverse today. He's like, if I can, I will use this in December while everybody has weary legs. And, oh, he's going to do that. I guarantee he's going to do that. Um, but the, from earlier, uh, the goalkeeper from Goalie Wars, Isaac Walker, walking, but probably the, the highlight of the Tuesday, Isaac Walker, after winning this darn uh, all-star game goalie wars walking around like he had won the WWE heavyweight championship with this MLX next pro title belt with goalie wars. I'm badly impressed. Like carry that all around playboy. You know what? I, told, you. I told Isaac Walker this after I finished talking to him on Tuesday. If you ever walk around Charlotte with that title belt, don't hesitate to cut yourself a WWE style promo. You should. And I and look, I thought the whole event was great. I thought DC highly motivated and represented itself. We went the reason there wasn't a podcast the, the week before is we went out and we uh we went to the soccer celebration event. Uh, legends everywhere you could have met with Free items galore, you know. I, I just saved thirty dollars at Target because of all the stuff that I, all the coupons and <laughs> gift cards I got. Uh, you, I mean, it was everywhere. Like hey. soccer invaded DC, and I loved it. Personally, I got to meet Landon Donovan the Saturday of the soccer celebration. Dude, I'm never gonna fail. I got to meet the man that 
scored one of the most legendary goals in U.S. soccer history. That was pretty awesome. But enough about us. We, we, like I said, we were able to talk to so many people for you, the listening audience. And we'll start with um, the MLS All-Star Team Captain, FC Cincinnati midfielder and former DC United star Luciano Costa. We spoke to him in Spanish. So for our English listeners, pull out your English dictionaries out. Spanish English dictionaries out. If you have a phone. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> um, and we spoke to him about his time as the captain, what he's looking forward to the rest of the season. We also asked him about those reports from the athletic and uh, Tudene about becoming a U.S. citizen and possibly playing for the U.S. men's national team. Uh, Here's what Lucho had to say. Bien, como decía recién, me sentía muy, me sentí muy feliz el primer momento que llegué. Siempre me siento bien eh, cada vez que vengo vengo a jugar aquí. La verdad que, que la gente eh, le tengo un respeto, mucho cariño. Eh, si bien he marcado goles, no le he gritado por por mucho respeto y cariño que le tengo. Es una ciudad donde mi hija nació eh, y, y volver aquí es como volver a las raíces. Siempre digo eh, es muy lindo esto que los fanáticos siempre estén apoyando al club, a los jugadores es muy, es muy lindo. Si en un futuro cercano se abría la posibilidad de regresar, ¿existe oportunidad de ver a Luciana Costa de nuevo en la capital? <risa> no, 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 no. Creo que ya viví mi experiencia acá, eh, ya cerré un ciclo con este club, eh, cerramos ya bastante tiempo jugando para este club, hoy estoy muy feliz en Cincinnati, haciendo un gran torneo con Cincinnati, y, y la verdad que... Que no me veo un futuro acá, eh, como te dije recién, ya cerré puertas, cerré ciclos y, y tengo muchos, muchos, creo que tenemos muchos años más con Cincinnati. Sí, estamos, estamos en hablando. primer lugar. Estamos en primer lugar, estamos bien, <risa> viviendo el presente, es lo importante, no, nada, nada podemos hacer del futuro, pero bien. Dijiste ayer sobre tu experiencia con Wayne como entrenador, ahora que ya el proceso ya ha terminado, ¿cómo te sientes ahora con todo el proceso como Wayne, como tu entrenador? Bien, bien, muy, muy feliz eh, de que él me haya entrenado. Eh, obviamente nos tenemos mucho, mucho cariño, mucho respeto con él y, y nada, tenerlo hoy como coach después de, de haber compartido un campo de juego es muy lindo. Eh, tiene mucha experiencia, tiene mucho, mucho que dar, todavía es muy joven y, y nada, le deseo lo mejor acá en el club y donde le toque sé que va a ser lo mejor, lo está haciendo con DC y, y nada, van, van por buen camino. ¿Qué les dijo Wayne previo al partido ante Arsenal esta noche? ¿Hay algo en específico que les dijo? Sí, sí, que compitamos, que si bien era un, todo un show, un espectáculo, que nos divirtiéramos, que, que disfrutáramos, que... Que, que sea un partido divertido, pero a la vez que, que tomemos con responsabilidad, que era, el Arsenal venía a competir, fue así como se dio. Eh, pero nada, más que, más que esas palabras no, no fueron, sino que disfrutemos y nada más. Finalmente, ¿cómo está el proceso de sesionado? Vimos varios reportes sobre tu interés de jugar para Estados Unidos. ¿Cómo va el proceso y qué, y qué, qué en el futuro tú jugando para Estados Unidos? <risa> Eh, yo veo un futuro cercano, un futuro muy cercano, eh, vivo el presente, estoy muy bien en, en el club disfrutando el momento que estamos pasando, tanto grupal como individualmente, me siento en un gran momento y, y nada, trato de disfrutar la hora, eh, más adelante obviamente me encantaría estar en la selección de Estados Unidos, jugar para este, este país, representar este país, representar el país que mi hija que mi hija nació, representar a, a este país que me abrió la puerta de, de, de muy joven y poder representarlo en, en los torneos que, que vienen acá en este país sería muy lindo, estoy muy, muy feliz, muy contento de, del proceso que vamos y nada, ahora solo toca esperar y, y ver qué, qué pasa. We also spoke to DC United All-Stars Christian Bateke and Tyler Miller. What were your thoughts, Mario, on their performance as All-Stars? I think they did all right. Uh, I think Tyler Miller in the Skills Challenge in particular was really was really impressive. Also, I love the backing that that the fans gave Tyler Miller throughout this. Showed much love, which was really cool. Uh, and for the All Star Game itself, I can't really speak properly on their performance because again, you know, they got the beats by Dre by Arsenal, so you know. And, and Tyler Miller only played what about 20 minutes in that game. 
He got he got subbed in by Georgi Petrovic of the uh, of the New England Revolution. So, I mean, but I will say he did. I don't mean to cut you off. It's just I will say this: he was the only goalkeeper out of everybody to only surrender one goal, and it was a PK. There you go. He he was. <laughs> I think he was the best goalkeeper out of the bunch in the, in the game. He only surrendered a Jorginho penalty. Everybody yeah. else surrendered a beggar. So. Exactly. So we talked to him. Well, I got to talk to him real quick about his experience as well as the appearance of Isla, his beautiful daughter. She was the star of the show at the uh, skills competition and was the star at the end of the game. Players of both teams wanting to talk to her. Um, here was uh, Todd Miller's thoughts about All-Star Weekend. What's going to be the last takeaway you have in this All-Star experience? You, you had the moment yesterday, today's game. What's the biggest takeaway you've had? For me, it's the opportunity that I get to, to spend with my daughter. Um, you know, after the MLS All-Star Challenge and then tonight as well after the, the, the game, uh, I got to, to share a special moment with her. So I'll, I, that will be a core memory for me. And, um alongside playing with all these great players from around the league. There's a lot of friends that, that I have that I don't get the opportunity to spend with uh, that, that frequently. So to get to, to come together in D.C. and celebrate our league is such a special moment. How do you feel to spend this moment with your teammate Christian Pateke as well as your head coach, Ray Yeah, I mean, it, it's so so special for both of us. Um, Christian's been phenomenal for us all, all season long, and, and Wayne has, has entrusted me a, a lot. And so... To be here representing uh, our team and our and our and our city in our home field is is really a, uh, an amazing experience. Christian mentioned it would be better for the team if it would be a week experience versus the two days that you guys come in and play together. What are your thoughts on the format, and do you think it should be longer, shorter, different? I think it's challenging. I mean, to get a week away from your from your club team is a very difficult thing to do mid-season. So uh, I think there's a lot of logistics that go into everything, and, and that's not for me to say. The format of, of the, the All-Star event, I, I think that they did a phenomenal job this, this year, and you know, I think they're just going to continue to improve it every, every single year. And so um, I would love to see potentially maybe down the line an East versus West uh, All-Star game. But, you know, for right now, it's it's an incredible experience. My first time here, so I'm just taking it all in. We also, like I said, we spoke with Christian Bateke. He almost had a shot. <laughs> he almost had a goal. <laughs> and, it, I mean, Mario, I, I thought he, man, first of all, he doesn't. He mentions it when talking to us, but I do think he really wanted to win. He, he was upset that he didn't get that sh- that shot on target, but he really wanted to win the All-Star game. What do you think of Christian Pateke? Uh, it is just overround season thus far. I think he's had a great overall season. He's been, if not the shining spot in this topsy-turvy season for D.C. United, and it kind of shows. Uh, so I think he's done really well. I agree with you. He did kind of want to beat Arsenal. You know, it doesn't happen all the time. But other than that, I think he did really, he's done really well so far this season. Yeah, and he got to talk to us about his experience at the White House. We'll let Christian say it himself. Here's what Christian had to say. I think for me, it's more about uh, the preparation. Maybe if we would have like a full week where we can train and get to know a little bit more. Then it would have been fair, but now we just basically just turn up a couple of days, not even having like a proper training, tactical training. And then you you could see that obviously we were doing well when we were at the ball, but then we, when we don't have the ball, we don't know actually what to do because obviously we've been just for such a short time. A couple of questions. Um, first off, what do you take away from this entire experience with all the events that happened and everything that happened in the area? What do you take away from this entire? No, it, it, it was it was a great show. I think it, it's a great experience, and um, obviously I wanted to to win this game, but then I'm not going to be sad because we lost. Obviously, um, we know the condition, and uh, but yeah, it was. It was a good few days with uh, with the best player in the league, so I'm happy to, to be with them and share the dressing room. You had a, rewinding back to two days ago, you had a moment at the White House where you, out of all the players, had the longest conversation with Joe Biden there. Can you elaborate a little bit of what was that conversation like and how was that experience at the White House? I, I just I just feel grateful for those moments. I'm from, I'm from Belgium, small country in the world. 
for me, watching the White House, the president, it's just on TV or movies. And to be actually inside the White House, shaking hands of the president, it's just an honor. And I don't take those moments for granted, that's it. Lastly, how did it feel to have Tyler with you? as members of DC United to take this experience together? No, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool that uh, Tyler and myself could uh, represent uh, DC. We play at home, so it was fun. And yeah, it's just just a blessing to be to be able to share those moments. We're coming down to the final interviews we have for you guys, and one of them was a treat. Uh, we had a quick chat right before, weeks before the All-Star game with DC United legend and Hall of Famer Marco Echeverry. His teammate had mentioned to both of us, it's good that they are including the legends for this. I think it was smart overall. We saw all kinds of DC United legends from Eddie Pope, Aleko Eskandarian, Ryan Nelson, just like walking everywhere during All-Star Weekend. Uh, Mario, what did you think of MLS and the ownership with the inclusion of all these legends? I think it was great because it kind of ties into what's, it kind of helps you like, Bring a little bit of the nostalgia, nostalgia feel just having all these legends, but also it kind of it includes DC soccer history as a whole. These are guys that kind of shaped what DC United is, kind of helped shape what MLS is as a league as a whole today. So just having the just having these legends walk around, get to talk to people. We personally got to talk to a couple of these legends as well. It's really awesome. So I think having them being part of the festivities. It is great because it not only just celebrates them as individual players, it celebrates MLS as a whole, as a whole, having guys that built this league and were the foundation of this league from its from its inception. I will add this. This is the last time I think the European versus MLS All-Stars should happen. And oh, this is God, yes. <laughs> and here's why. Because tickets sold out so fast. And I thought, oh, well, because, you know, the All-Stars, yeah, it's Arsenal. Arsenal are hot right now. They're playing well. This stadium was invaded by Arsenal fans. As an, and as a person who went to the, the – whole supporters section was nothing but Arsenal fans. And look, it's no disrespect to them. Shout out to y'all. Y'all support your club to the fullest. The All-Star game should be a celebration of the league. Similar to what we see with NBA, the – and, and to your point, MLB's All-Star, what I love about it is the representation of the history of not just the event itself, but its legends, the players of the past. When you go to these venues, they celebrate their legends the hardest. When you go to these venues, you'll see a guy that you haven't seen in years, and that's because All-Star is there. They feel like they have to pull out all the stops and bring all the legends. And to Hyman's credit, when he brought that up to us um, – he, he was right. There are times where the legends feel forgotten. And so to clubs like DC United next year, Columbus, and whoever else gets the All-Stars, like MLS should use those opportunities as a way to honor its past, not to move forward. Yes, Lel Messi's here. Yes, he had a banger. Yes, the future looked bright. But let's remember those who went to the grocery stores and, and met with people to try and bring new fans to these venues in 1996 and or to build this league to where it is now. And so th that's why to me, it was sad for me that he, when they honored the legends in the pre the pregame ceremony and there was not a lot of cheering. And to me, that's the sad part. Like the whole point of this is to honor your league, to be a, a beautiful thing for your league. And it just sucks that they weren't as honored as the way as they could have been. Yeah, it kind of is. It's kind of a little bit disrespectful at times that Arsenal fans are booing these legends. I'm like, uh, it it can't it can't really be this way because these are guys that paved the way. So, yeah, I think East versus West is something that they should consider come bring it back for next year. Not because this is a slight against any international team that comes. It's just, yeah, it it would feel more natural. It feels more organic. And it's a celebration of the league in itself. And it goes against everything that the whole week is leading up to. It's celebration. It's fun. Serious game on Wednesday. Like, let's keep the right. fun going. Yeah, right? <laughs> also, um, man, I got to meet Tom Bogart this week. I'm never going to fail. 
Okay. All right. Well, in that event, that's a great segue into Marco Echeverri, DC United legend. <laughs> <laughs> Here's in Spanish, uh, Marco and his thoughts on All Star. Momento especial, momento muy especial tener a, a un club como el Arsenal, que es uno de los mejores equipos del mundo, tenerlo en nuestra ciudad y ojalá que la gente lo disfrute, que lo pase hermoso. Y creo que son momentos únicos, especiales, no creo que muy seguido venga el Arsenal a jugar acá, así que hay que disfrutarlo. Para ti estar en estos tipos de eventos después de retirarse, participar y ver los muchachos, disfrutarse, ¿cómo te sientes como jugador ya retirado, pero trayendo el partido a la comunidad? Bueno, hay de todos los sentimientos, sobre todo de, de querer estar ahí, ¿no? de querer jugarlo, porque es un momento único, como te dije, un momento especial. Así que a los jugadores que les toca felicitarlo, que lo disfruten al máximo. Y a toda nuestra comunidad también creo que sería importante que lleguen puedan ver a un club que está catalogado entre los mejores del mundo, así que algo especial. Tú has participado en varios partidos de estrellas, ¿qué memorias tienes de esos momentos y esos partidos de estrellas? Mi último partido de las estrellas fue acá justamente en el 2002 y me dieron el MVP, eso fue muy especial, muy lindo, disfrutarlo con mi gente, acá con mi comunidad latina. Recuerdo ese partido con toda la lluvia, jugando contra Estados Unidos, ¿qué memorias tienes de esos momentos en el, allí jugando en esa lluvia y con todo lo que estaba pasando, tenían que parar en partido un rato también, ¿verdad? Fue especial porque fue acá también, fue nuestro acá, entonces, eh, sí, la gente estaba entusiasmadísima. Decimos, no estaba loca la gente esperando este partido y lo disfrutamos al máximo, a pesar de la lluvia, fue algo hermoso, la verdad. Mario had a wonderful one-on-one -on -one with Bradley Wright Phillips, who is legend of the New York Red Bulls DC United rival, but also commentating currently for MLS soccer over at Apple. Mario, we're, I think we're committing an ultimate sin here, but Bradley Wright is becoming a better analyst. Uh, how was it talking with Bradley Wright? It was great. Oh, I think he, he's a really, he's a really cool guy. Like we got to chatting it up before the interview, Re really cool person to talk to. And also I also, he, Gives it, he gives his, uh, he gives credit to DC as a soccer city as a whole in the inner interview. So all, all in all, it was really fun to talk to him. And also, I mentioned that I was at Audi Field for his hundredth goal, and he just started laughing. Yeah, the fact that it happened at Audi still bothers me. But nevertheless, <laughs> here's Mario's conversation with Bradley Ray Phillips. So the first question I got to ask is. You've been part of a couple of All-Star games yourself. Yeah. Uh, what is that experience of playing an All-Star yeah. game in, not in particular in D.C., but just being part of that experience altogether? Um, the, the first thing I'll say is being called up. Like In the beginning of the season, you act like you don't really care too much. But when you do get the call up, it, it's nice. It's, um, it's validation that you started the season well and you're good enough to play with the best in the league. So it's a great feeling. Uh, ha having played a couple of All-Star games yourself, having the opportunity to play against teams such as Arsenal, Real Madrid, yeah. among others, like having that opportunity to play and test yourself against yeah. teams of that caliber, what is the importance of that? No, it's, it's, it's great and very important for our league. I feel like the MLS gets a, a bad rap. I feel like people don't really know how high the level is here. So when we get to play these teams, if we can put on a good performance, maybe get a win, then, you know, it lets the world know globally, like we can play here. We're good enough. We do things as well as you. So. What's one of your favorite memories of participating in an MLS All-Star game? Yeah, um, scoring. I do a, I, I do a good memory and I do a bad one. So scoring against Bayern Munich, I scored like a, a nice goal, a goal that I don't normally score, you know, from from distance. I remember. So that, that was actually. yeah, that was a that was a great feeling. And then uh, I had a bad memory though. I missed a penalty against Juventus, and we lost on that penalty. So, but all great times, all fun times, and, and all great experiences. And then finally, just having the All-Star. DC is hosting the third, for the third time the yeah. All-Star game. What is What does it mean for MLS to have the All-Star game here in yeah. DC, uh, especially with the such with the soccer culture being so kind of ingrained in this area, and with the fan base that DC United has? Well, that's why you said it yourself. That's why it's been here three times. The, it's a different feel down here. The, the fans are amazing. The, the energy is great. And even if you watch the kids behind us, you can just hear, just doing the shooting challenge, the energy's loud, they're loud, they're enjoying it, they're into it. Like you said, soccer, uh, it's a soccer city and yeah, it's amazing. I've played down here a few times and I've only ever had fun. 
And that will be enough for us here at the Bad Hombres MC Podcast. Longer episode than we wanted. We wanted a 20-second banger. And like the spirit, we gave you more than 30 minutes of, of terribleness, I hope. Uh, but otherwise, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. You got 6-0. You got me. Uh, but that's enough for us. As Mario regains his composure, I'd like to remind you, you can follow me on Twitter at Jose underscore M underscore Monitor for more. Special shout out, as always, to Cal McLeod and it Protect for the intro music. Remember, rate and subscribe, as always, on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and all your audio platforms. Mario, tell where the people can find out more about you. All right. You want to find out what I'm working on or you just want to read my articles about All-Star or everything that happened in between it, you can follow me on Twitter at MarioMaya1. You can follow me on the gram, too, at M underscore Amaya91. You want to know what's going on in the world around you or just want to know what's going on in the DMV, you can follow El Tiempo Latino, too, at El Tiempo Latino on Twitter. On the interwebs, at www.eltiempolatino.com. Or if you just want to put money in my pocket, you could just go get yourself a hard copy of El Tiempo Latino at your local newsstand or metro station today. And as always, like I said earlier, thank you so much for rating and subscribing to our podcast. Remember to tune in to all the episodes of the Battle of the Podcast, and we will talk to you soon. Adios. Adios.